What's up, ladies? Hey, what's going on? It's Top of the Dude Chain. Welcome back to another episode. Post quarantine, I think. Wow. Well, I mean, we're not totally semi phasing out. Yeah. out yeah. Post quarantine. Phase, phase one of the phase out. Do you hear the CDC corrected the numbers and it cut in half again? Yeah. Looking at like 37,000 deaths in the nation now. <laughs> hmm. Probably less than that. I would guarantee it's way less than that. Oh, those are confirmed. Confirmed by <clears throat> the doctors that are getting paid to confirm them. Well, COVID I mean, deaths. You're not going to be able to get those back. So what they found out was is is the 60-something thousand that everyone was toting was essentially about 20-something thousand plus what they estimate they weren't. You know, So you know how they kind of, on election night, they kind of say, okay, X amount of the, you know, this is the vote right now percentage-wise, and then the but X amount of the polls haven't reported yet so they kind of estimate those yeah that's what they were doing with these numbers and found out they're way off Thirty-seven thousand in the united states yeah i'd like to see that number put up against what our average seasonal flu deaths are you're looking at because if seasonal flu deaths are down however many tens of thousands i bet you can attribute at least half of those to what they're claiming the covid deaths are well the cdc already has a chart that shows that see it that the covid is uh or the rona is a cure for the Rona is a cure for uh, flu, heart disease, diabetes, murder. <laughs> There's homi- <laughs> homicides literally in that in that uh, in that thing. <laughs> so anyway, this whole thing. Which been... I mean, it, it makes a, a little bit of sense if everyone's locking down in place. Then yeah, I guess less people are out murdering. But uh, nonetheless, well, and... we're a long way away from two million and the uh black plague reinstating itself on us again but yeah uh now there are some places though where it's pretty bad oh it is uh, it is but um the success doesn't oklahoma have actually kind of big numbers even though we're trying to reopen oklahoma was the one of the lowest less than five thousand cases really i thought they were saying that we had now that's like that's a, confirmed cases. So those are people who are getting sick. We're not. We don't offer drive-by uh, testing. Like yeah, we do. We do Monday through Friday. Yeah, there's a, a there's a couple tents outside of hospitals around here. Is yeah, the uh, Oklahoma Health Department has just every county or every at least every county I think has it. Um, it you might have to go to like a. They may, only a few towns in that county may have it. You know, but. I know you yeah. can go. You can go to Moore or Norman and get tested Monday through Friday. Drop well, through. The, the last map I saw had us less than five thousand cases and less than two hundred fifty deaths. Yeah, I thought I heard something different than that, but I, man, I, I didn't write it down. So who knows? Like I said, I'm probably wrong. Well, I mean, they're wrong. I mean, that's that's the thing is, you. The Navajo Nation got rocked. I did read that. What's that? They had to shut down Gallup, New Mexico. Yeah. They they shut it down to where you can't even go in that town. Uh, a friend of mine, her family lives there. Uh, she's had um, her mom, her stepdad, and pretty much all of her aunts and uncles all came down with it. And one of her uncles passed away. It, it, it's terrible. They, uh, you know, they, they got kind of ravaged by it. So it, it hit them hard. I don't think, I don't know. Some of these places that I think get hit so hard too, it might have been that, you know, it got introduced before people knew what to do or people weren't doing anything yet. And, uh, you know, it just spread kind of fast in pockets in New Mexico. Yeah. Gallup, New Mexico, man. Whole Navajo nation shut down right now. Did Sean Pitt actually showed up with his relief efforts. Did He's New got Mexico like some kind of a, ban the, the HCQ or whatever. What's that? That HCQ, whatever that, that drug that's supposed to be, Hydrochloroquine, <clears throat> hydrochlorine, quasinato, or something like that. Quinine. I thought you just had to inject some uh, Lysol into your veins and you were good. Yeah. Disinfectant. <laughs> your average flu shot has formaldehyde hey. in it. <clears throat> but uh, no, that HCQ is supposedly working wonders. In Texas, yeah. there's a nursing home that all 30 people 
all 30 people caught it. All 30 people survived. Only one had to be hospitalized, and then they all they all beat it in less than a week on this stuff. Yeah. So. Well, well, I got tested last week. You got it? Man, I don't know. I found out this week. Uh, <laughs> did you? Were you feeling bad? Okay, so here's how it all went down. <laughs> did you just do it to do it? <laughs> here's, here's how it all went down. All right, so... It all started with uh, last week. I had to work out in the field quite a bit, uh, put in a bunch of hours out there, and of course, allergies are bad, and I've got bad allergies. Um, well, there was a there was a plant, and it looked like weed growing next to one of our control points. So I bent down and I like smelled it, and I was like, "Man, that doesn't smell like weed. It's got to be something else." So I was like googling it and everything. Turns out it's something called ditch weed. Looks just like marijuana, but it it just grows in ditches. But when I got up and smelled it real close, the first thing I thought of was, man, I probably shouldn't have like gotten that close to something that was pollinating and just like took a deep breath. <laughs> so it all started there. My allergies got pretty bad after that. I got a sore throat. It moved down my throat uh, into my uh, um, chest, and uh, I've been kind of dealing with it all week. And I was pretty convinced it was allergies, but at the same time, having to work around guys, I felt like, well, maybe I ought to go get tested. And I hadn't gone and gotten tested yet. I was going to wait until after uh, I mowed on Saturday because, uh, you know, it was our turn to mow the church. And uh, we all show up about 8 o'clock. And, uh, man, I'm like the night before, I didn't have much of a fever, but it was like 99.7. Uh, it could have just been because I was working outside and got hot that day. Uh, but, you know, it was like, it was, you know, a little higher than my normal Uh but I woke up just like I'd been sweating and kind of felt clammy. And I was like, man, this is kind of weird. You know, maybe I, maybe I got like some just, you know, very mild symptoms. Who knows? So I went to the church. We we're going to mow and everybody gets their uh, weed eaters and their edgers and everything. And I get a push mower and I start running the push mower and I'm running it. I don't know. I got about three or four good uh, lines done. And all of a sudden, I just like feel something go off in my pants, and and I was like, "What in the world just happened?" So I duck walked up to the church, and uh, was like, "Oh man, I got I got to go." And uh, so you know, I I, I told everybody, I was like, "Hey, uh, I got I got to go. Uh, I don't feel so great." And uh, I wasn't having like stomach problems, but man, like like I said, just you know, no warning, no nothing. It, it wasn't even like I pooted or anything. It was just like I was just walking, and all of a sudden, I had a mess to deal with. And uh, anyway, so I called Brittany, and uh, she, uh, you know, gets a few good laughs in, and is like, well, you know, that is one of the symptoms. Some people are getting, you know, like some some diarrhea and things like that. So. I was like, well, that gum, you know, I was convinced this was allergies. So I come home, take a shower and get cleaned up and, uh, and everything. And I, I go back to, uh, town and go to the doctor and they look at me and PA thinks, you know, well, you look like you just got drainage. And, you know, so I had to tell them, you know, medical stuff, you know, I was like, well, you know, there, there was an incident. <laughs> it's definitely outside of my normal daily activity and routine. And, uh, I told her about that and, um, she had mentioned, you know, she's like, well, that could be something, you know, unrelated. She goes, but you never know. So we'll, we'll go ahead and get you tested. And, uh, they sent it in. I get home and, uh, start talking to the wife about it a little bit more. And, uh, turns out she's not been feeling great either. And, uh, probably food poisoning from Buffalo Wild Wings. And, uh, so anyways, I don't think like I got the Rona. Are. I think I got a bad case of allergies and, uh, well, just you, had, uh, some food poisoning. If you'd like to diagnose it over Google, sounds like you have fecal incontinence. <laughs> 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 Other, otherwise, uh, on the street called leaky butt. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's what they call a weepy colon. <laughs> you got some prostate <laughs> issues going. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> It was terrible. But anyways, uh, after after a couple runs to the bathroom, I was fine. So I think I just got a little case of food poisoning and then my bad allergies. And Dude, just, aller my allergies are bad as well. But anyways, it was kind of nerve-wracking, though, to think like that gum. You know, I hope I'm not coming down with that stupid virus because we've been pretty good about, you know, quarantining and everything. And you were I, uh, 
I wipe stuff down before I touch it, and I've even been wearing a mask to the store and stuff recently. So, oh really? I had to wear a mask to get my hair cut. Yeah, that's, that's probably outside of the gym. My my barber is probably the the second thing I've missed the most from being locked down. Was being able to yeah. get a haircut. So, I caved, put the mask on, got a haircut. But other yeah. than that, I haven't worn it. You know what's weird? People who wear their mask and gloves in their cars. <laughs> like, you're completely defeating the purpose. Like, the mask I kind of see, but I saw I, I see people driving <laughs> with the gloves. Yeah, and, and it seems like there's a whole lot of confusion on what does what. You know, uh, the mask is really so that you don't cough on people. You know what right. I mean? It, it really... You're in the car by yourself, you don't need the mask. Yeah, it's germs in. Yeah, it's really to keep you from spraying people with your mouth right, germs in public, which is funny yeah. because you go out to public. Because I've been spending a lot of time at Home Depot because we're fixing the house. I don't know how many people are wearing it on one ear or just putting it under their chin. Yeah, like you completely, like don't even wear it. Hey, you know what we should do? We should start wearing the ski mask that has like the mouth and the eyes open. <laughs> you definitely end up in a meme for sure. But yeah, I see people driving around with the gloves on and I'm like, okay, well, you just, you're literally just taking the, the germ from the store and putting it in your car. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I can't, the mask sucks. I can't stand breathing my hot breath in that yeah. mask. It no, just, that's what I was saying. I'm getting my whole face starts to feel hot. I'm like, don't talk to me because if I talk, then I got to open my mouth and then it just heats up the face and yeah. just get the haircut. But yeah. that's not their rules. They're getting, uh, they're, I mean, they have officials going around making sure. Yeah. Like salons are just shut down if, if everyone in there is not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. A little communistic, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it is what it is. I think a month from now we probably won't even be talking about it much. Uh, I think it'd be a. I think we're gonna, we, we won't be talking about the virus itself. We'll be talking about the economic impact for the next two years. Yeah, maybe even all of President Trump's next presidency, because our economy is right now. It's bad. Yeah, you it's know bad. the. I know. I know guys that have lost thirty to fifty thousand dollars out of their retirements. Well, like, oh, in a I month. Mean, yeah, yeah, but, and just think if you were already retired. But yeah. the thing is, it only dropped like I mean, it dropped down to to eighteen, nineteen thousand points. I see that. But what you gotta understand is 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 now the people who have already retired, that's who it hurts because they're dependent on that income, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're just a working man with your four hundred one k, dude, this is the best thing for you. Yeah, ideally, your your investment team is. Yeah, ideally they sold it. Bounce back. Yeah, yeah, ideally they sold it when it went from thirty thousand down to like twenty seven, twenty six. Yeah, and then when it hit eighteen, nineteen, they started buying it all up again. Guarantee you, the economy ramps back up after the election. I think it will. A hundred percent. I don't think it's going to be immediate, though. I think it's going to take quite a while. Well, because you, had, I just. You, you had, oh, go ahead. No. you had small businesses closed for almost three months. I mean, no, that that's her, and and small business is definitely the backbone of the the United. And I States. hate to be I hate to be that guy that that's going to sound kind of heartless, but uh, you know, we did have a lot of when I say you know non essential businesses. I mean, even in a world without COVID nineteen, there were a lot of non essential businesses out there. People are just spending their money on dumb stuff, like what barbecue and foot massage. <laughs> 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 I would say that would be one thing. Yeah, I would say you're. Y'all ever y'all seen that? Yeah, we had it on the show, didn't we? Yeah, Ray's barbecue yeah. and foot massage dude would, singing it. Yeah, super high pitched voice. Yeah. I would say that your uh, your Starbucks drive through is is completely oh. non essential. Hey, before we go on, Starbucks Sunday morning running uh -huh. to Bob Stoops. Oh yeah, yeah. Bob Stoops was one of those guys to go. He goes and shakes the door to see if it's unlocked. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so he gets out of his Porsche, uh, walks up to the door, sees if it's unlocked. It's not. So he stands there because if you order on, hey, it's Bob. Well, if you order in your app, 
then you can pull up to the front and just wait there. Someone will come out and ask you your name, and they'll bring mm -hmm. it out to you, right? <clears throat> Instead of you having to wait, because, dude, the lines are ridiculous at Starbucks right now. Yeah. And so, anyway, I pull up. I'm sitting there. I'm waiting. He walk, pulls up in his Porsche. He walks up, jiggles the handle, stands there, waits. A lady in the van next to me rolls down her window and goes, excuse me, are you Bob Stoops? And he's like, yes, ma'am, I am. She goes, okay, thanks. And then rolled her window back up. I'm like, all right. Anyway, <laughs> long story short, she comes out, gets my thing, says something to him. She brings my two drinks out and sets them on the table outside instead of bringing them to my car. Huh? Ask him something that she, has to, she has to go inside. So I have to get out of my car to go get those. She points at me and says, these are yours, which I don't mind. I'm not knocking that. But anyway, point being, I had to get out of my car and go get the drinks. Because of Bob Stoops. In which case, well, I just, I'm just saying that's why I had to walk past him. Yeah. So anyway, I walked past him and said, good morning, coach. You doing all right? And he's like, about as well as I can man be. How are you doing? And I said, not bad. About the same. Have a good day, man. Grab my drinks. You too. Jumped in the car. You didn't go like horns up or anything? Mm -mm. <clears throat> no, man. I'm a respectful individual. Yeah. You know what I'm scared. glad he didn't do? I'm glad he didn't uh, ask me if I played football. Because I hate that question. With yeah. a passion. All the time. Did you? Did I play football? Or did I ask him? <laughs> My wife asked me that. She goes, did he ask you if you played football? I'm like, he already knew. <laughs> he can see that scar on your ankle. I'm just saying, man, you can <laughs> listen. A football coach knows a football player. Regardless. <laughs> regardless. You know what I mean? Oh, just, there's man. something in our scent. I do get the feeling, though, I kind of intimidated him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> yeah. He's never been like, around somebody of your stature. <laughs> like, I feel bad. But you know, I, I did. I did. did feel like, you know, I put him, made him uneasy. Yeah, I bet you did. Anyway. No, anyway. Uh, essential businesses. But here's my thing, though. Is like, why, why can you go to the grocery store, the hardware store, but you can't go to a retail store? Does that make sense? Well, because getting a grass spreader is essential. Getting a pocket square is not. That's that's really just a matter of opinion, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, work's got to get done. Well, yeah, but why is it less contagious at Home Depot, but not less contagious at Dillard's? Uh, honestly, um, they 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 probably fall into that uh, because businesses use them. They probably are essential for that reason. I mean, most contractors yeah, no, shop at Lowe's. Saying. Just so you know, your house was built with products from Lowe's and Home Depot. It was not built from like lumberyard materials. It's, you uh, know. I disagree, man. Okay. Fox, Fox Forest and Hope uh, are the three biggest ones. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it was framed with those those materials. Yeah. From there. Now, you're probably right. The cabinets and all that stuff, probably uh, Lowe's and Home Depot. but. Mm-hmm. If not, man, you pay too much for your house. Because when I used to sell lumber, man, we used to wax Lowe's and Home Depot. Yeah. In fact, I think I think our store manager got he got put on the hot seat because Lowe's down the road was all you know OSB, which is that glue press board that they mm -hmm. use to sheet the house. That's that's essentially like oil. <clears throat> A good manager knows when to buy it in bulk and then when to buy it sparingly based on the price it fluctuates uh, mm -hmm. like oil or corn or whatever so yeah. anyway he uh what basically what was happening is the the housing market was booming and because of that osb board was getting uh getting harder to get uh, because houses were being built everywhere mm -hmm. and it was selling for about five dollars a sheet 550 a sheet and yeah. he went. He bet the house on five fifty, hmm. uh, being the bottom, and it was going to go up to eight. And as soon as our five fifty board came in, thing bottomed down to like two thirty a sheet. 
Yeah. So he's stuck with all this 550 OSB. Oh, wow. That you can't move, and it was killing us because we had to sell it to contractors at 230 to $3 a piece. So uh-huh. every time someone ordered OSB, you lost $2 on your commission, $2 oh, per yeah. sheet on your commission. Dude, I got to the point where I'm selling lumber. I'm like, you need to go Home Depot, man. I was quoting on <laughs> five bucks a sheet saying Home Depot's got it for whatever. Yeah. Because you couldn't uh, move it. Yeah. Oh, man. What'd you spend your stimulus on? Camper. <laughs> camper. You bought a camper? Yeah, man. All right. We, we've already taken it out. We, we took it out to uh, Lake Murray for three days this weekend. Awesome. Yeah. The girls love it. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. They're having a great time with it. They they will until next winter when it's been sitting all winter, and then you get it out in the spring, and it's kind of musty, and a mouse runs out of it. They'll never get in it again. <laughs> yeah, well, you gotta you gotta take care of it. You know, no, you I'm do. Getting you a, do. I'm getting a cover for it, and it. Uh, we found out, you know, whenever we had that thread of hail last week, that we can fit it in the shop. So, yeah, it's a, it's nice to protect it. It's a little 16 footer, but it sleeps four. Has like two bunk beds, and oh, that's awesome. Yeah, dinette that makes yeah. out down to a bed. It's got a dinette and pretty good sized bathroom so that was the compromise i wanted one of the like the small like super uh nice like just pull behind little campers that only really sleeps you know two maybe maybe four if it's tight but you know what i'm talking about no, no to- toilet. No toilet like just the little like uh teardrops you know what yeah I'm just about? something better than a tent yeah right yeah and uh shana shana said no yeah no have, toilet I had to have a bathroom i had to have the pooper so yeah and I'm not going to lie, I'm glad. I'm glad we got that one. Sometimes it's kind of nice. It ain't always convenient to go poop other places. Yeah. But so. it, it's uh, it's cool. I mean, it's not, something I never thought I'd really be into until, you know, my friends started buying them up and we went out with them. And it's pretty cool. It's a fun little thing Man. to go out and oh, have, your, we, have your housing amenities, your house amenities, you know, out by the lake. Yeah. No, man, it, it, it's a blast. And once you get used to it a little bit, it ain't that bad. I mean, you yeah. can... You can spend quite a bit of time, but you know, growing up, we didn't go to deer camp in a camper. We had a we had a little cabin that they threw together out of some, uh, uh, just I don't know. They they framed it up and they bought some boards from the lumber mills around Broken Bow and and slapped it up and had it ready by deer season. But man, that sucker's cozy, and that's where we hunted. But now we would go to the lake, and uh, my uncle and my grandpa and my grandma, like the company, had a camper. And uh, you just had to call one of them and, and borrow it. And, man, I borrowed that thing all the time when I was in high school. And we'd take it up to the lake. And uh, it was a blast, man. Me and about three or four of my friends would go up there and spend spring break. Of course, spring break at Broken Bow Lake, we were the only, like, five people in the whole area um, back then. But uh, it was a blast, man. We'd go camp and have fun, and uh, we loved it. And um, then Dad got one of those uh, FEMA campers. <laughs> like, <laughs> He, he got a real sweet deal on one of those and uh like we've actually pulled it for deer camp uh when we hunted places out away from the cabin and uh it you know uh, they're handy now once they start to fall apart those fema campers they, they got a shelf life but uh you know it's it's a lot of fun though it is it's nice to get out and you know you got like a a place where you can get into some ac if you need to and you got a refrigerator like little things like that matter yeah and I and I've always thought that camp food is like the the best food you can eat. Oh yeah, there's something about yeah. cooking outside that just makes it Amen. better. Yeah. Let's oh yeah. Five bedroom cabin. I want <clears> nothing <throat> to do with it. Yeah. I uh, last time Josh was over here, I went to show it off to him, and uh, he goes, I don't, "I don't get it, man." That's what he said. <laughs> That's what he said. He walked around and he's like, "He's like, I, I don't get it." Nope. <laughs> that's it. Mean, and what's funny is that's uh, actually the best compliment he's ever given me. Oh, this, this, yeah, exactly. Because this it. is a guy who would rather shut down uh, Ace Hardware <laughs> than you know yeah. the local boutique where he buys his pocket squares and socks. Yep, dude. <laughs> shut down Home Depot. Keep the haberdasheries open. <laughs> give it, so give this country a little bit of class. Oh, yeah. Take advantage to class up the country a little bit. Yeah. Uh huh. <sighs> Oh man, yeah, and then and then when something breaks at your house and you got to fix it, you're gonna be like, "That gum, Home Depot's not open." And Dude, I that's need, what all my money's been going to, ever since we got <laughs> locked down. That's all I've been spending money on is is Home Depot. Home Stimulus Depot. check went to because <laughs> it's essential. I mean, it's just. Oh, I mean, the man. bottom line is is the inspections should pretty much be 
almost perfect. Yeah. There shouldn't be anything. When we bought it, one of the doors was rotten out. Dude, there'll be something on that inspection. They, I mean, they're just you can't pass an inspection. No, I'm with you. It's just. But if you if you pass it with just a handful of like minor things, that's an A plus plus. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, you're gonna have the minor stuff, but I don't know what because I fixed everything. You know, I fixed the entire the entire fence is no more than two years old. Yeah. And uh, roof was replaced three years ago. We had our air conditioner revamped and all that. Um, I mean, I, I really don't know. I'll tell you this. I can tell you this without a doubt. Working on my house, the previous homeowner was the most unhandy individual I think I've ever seen. Either he was unhandy or he was lazy. Yeah, probably probably impatient and lazy. Uh, that's which You're not going to be good at handyman stuff when you're impatient and lazy. Yeah, which admittedly, like, that's one of the most annoying things about working on the house is the number of times you have to stop in the middle of a job and drive somewhere to get something you need. Yeah. Uh, but this dude, we have a light in our bathroom and I think they took the heater fan out mm-hmm. and put a fancy dim dimmable light so she could take baths in a certain aura or essence or whatever. <laughs> so, because, I mean, it serves no other purpose. It doesn't really provide that great light. Uh, yeah. And we got another light that, that actually we use all the time. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. But anyway, the box that they used it uh, used it for, uh-huh. uh, I guess he lost one of the screws to it. So it was only screwed in with one screw. And then he put another screw in there, but the thing was only like a quarter of an inch long. So it's yeah. not grabbing any type of wood and hanging up there. So it's just hanging, you know, halfway with mm-hmm. this wiring or whatever. And uh, <clears throat> same thing throughout the house. He hung a chandelier, oh. and I'm surprised that hadn't felt that didn't fall on my daughter well, in her. I'll, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and be honest now. I'm I try not to be lazy or impatient when I work on my house, but the ceiling fan in Molly's room. <laughs> if you were to go in the attic <laughs> and look at how it's installed. You'd be ashamed of me, but you need to understand it was 152 degrees in that attic when I put that in. Okay, but and and it didn't fit, so I made it work. <laughs> but is it is it secure? I think so. Because that's what I'm telling you. I'm surprised some of this stuff hadn't fallen. Yeah. Uh. And painting, man. There's some texture on my walls that are just there. It's drips. Yeah. Like I didn't. I definitely didn't take the time to sand them down, but. Uh, yeah, man, I've got so much work to do. I've got to go, uh, you know, when, when I painted this house, we were so quick to get in it that I just slapped paint on it. And I mean, I need to go in and clean up my baseboards and all the trim paint and all that stuff and, and get all that cleaned up. I bought the stuff to do it and just still hadn't done it. Just one of those chores that I hadn't gotten around to. Dude, I hate painting. <clears throat> the painting's one of the worst chores there is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I changed out the garbage disposal. I've installed a dishwasher recently. Yeah. Both those tasks were way more enjoyable. Way more enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather do a dirty job than paint. Like, I, I, I outside of digging the poles, mm-hmm. I, I kind of enjoy building the fence. Uh, but painting, man, I painted the entire house. Yeah. We got a quote for like, Sixty-five, seven thousand dollars to paint. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and I'm and I do kind of believe in the don't pay anyone to do something you can do yourself. You know, type thing. My wife kind of she goes, "Well, we could just pay to have it done." I'm like, "Listen, man, if I didn't paint the house myself, how are you going to spend three hundred dollars on throw pillows?" Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm doing this for you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, check this. I did. I did win one. Yeah. uh, Today. Yeah, it was rare, but I was telling her, hey, I'm going to spend some money on this, What, whatever. I think it was a microphone, so when when we move, I can do what you're doing, right? Yeah. And so, like, that's she was, I think it's dumb, but whatever. I'm like, well, you know, I don't see the sense of spending money on a bunch of lipstick and uh, and uh, nail polish, but you uh, you buy lipstick and get your, your hands and or your nails done all the time anyway. She goes, well, I guess that's fair. I'm like, because you don't need it. Oh, look at you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sing. <laughs> Sure, she fell. For yeah, it. she. I mean, she quit talking about it. It was done. Well, you know that that Zoom recorder. I've been trying to justify buying one for years, uh-huh. and uh, you know the whole podcasting from home. I tried using that to uh, justify to Brittany. You know, like, hey, I need to buy one of these. You know, that way I can get a little bit better sound from home. You know, and I don't have to. Yeah. You know, be easier, be more convenient. You know, and uh, and all. But what finally got her to say okay on it was uh, I told her that uh, we could start a podcast someday together. So <laughs> she perk up. <laughs> yeah, she she was down with that. She's still, I was like, she yeah, man. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're funny, you know. We'll do a podcast together. Yeah. So be be looking for that. She just walked in. She's looking at me. Hey, are, hey, are, are y'all uh, have y'all watched the? Uh, uh that series on uh on the bulls no i want to but what what station is it even coming it's on, on like espn i don't have it ESPN? see i don't have espn so i'm waiting for it to come out on netflix or Hulu. oh yeah i'm gonna binge it, it that one i'll tell you what i've been watching is the little mini series on waco oh is that any good yeah i mean it's it's from what i understand it's it's hard to catch their angle on it though which yeah. maybe make, maybe makes it good. It's hard because they, you know they obviously paint Koresh as a as a uh, right wing religious fanatic, hmm. uh, but at the same time they also paint the FBI as a bunch of like incompetent bullies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think there's obviously a little both. It's 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 weird that Waco has kind of just popped up again all of a sudden. Have I mean, it, it always kind of does around this time yeah. of year, but I think it has a, it's like amped up more than usual because of the quarantine and everybody not trusting the government at the moment. Yeah. And they equate, you know, the, the early late eighties and early nineties FBI to what we have now, which in my opinion is totally different, even though well, still don't have a lot well, of trust for the FBI. Well, I was young, but uh, you know, I, from what I remember about David Koresh and kind of the general public opinion about him was, was he was one of these typical cult leaders that, mm-hmm. that, uses uh you know kind of like that tiger uh that guy from the tiger king uh documentary he uses like his crazy influence on people to basically take advantage Amen. sexually of women hey. and uh, young women especially joe exotic was trying to be a day a gay david koresh no i'm talking about the other guy who was the guy that had like the harem of women and uh he well, was up in the bogram guy or yeah, they called them, not Bagram or yeah, Bagram the guy that or he made the women sleep on like a floor in the barn yeah. or whatever and stuff. Um, no, but Koresh was the same way. Yeah, and Koresh was that way, and he was, you know, he he had a god complex. You know, he wasn't a, a, a right wing Christian, whatever. He was a straight up I'm God to these people. No, I I agree a hundred percent. What I'm telling yeah. you is the show made him out to be. They made it enough to where they could lump him lump. All any re- Christian is as yeah. crazy as yeah. David Koresh. Any, anyone, any type of religion in uh, with Koresh. There was obviously yeah. a gender from that standpoint, but I think there's a gender from the other standpoint as well. Yeah. Anti-cop, uh, anti-weapons, whatever. So what happened with that crazy stuff where people were bum-rushing a capital somewhere? Didn't that happen this oh, week? The, the in one, Michigan? Yeah, where they were protesting the lockdown. They were just protesting. yeah. yeah. Why did, they sh- why did they show up with guns? Since when is it allowable to show up with guns? Because they were they're, they're threepers. They're three percenters. They, yeah. they like to compare themselves to the uh, patriots of the seventeen hundreds. Second Amendment is what they're pushing. Yeah, but they take how, it a little bit too far. How, how in the world can you show up in a situation that hostile with a gun and not get shot? <laughs> I just don't understand because there's a lot of people with guns. Because you have a gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's. <laughs> there's some validity to it you know yeah yeah it's just kind of wild i, I mean I, if, a... I think if something happened like with what uh, just happened in canada i think you would see a lot more like middle of the pack people showing up with guns to talk to government officials you know because they just banned every pretty much every assault rifle imaginable in canada Mm. Well, they did, it in, they, just they did it in Hong Kong. And they did it in, like instantaneously. They did it like immediately after yeah. they had a shooting. And so now hmm. you can't even own an AR-15 in Canada for the most yeah. part. But in Hong Kong, though, the police were just taking out protesters. 
Yeah. Hmm. You know, and 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 that mayor or on that governor in Michigan is is off her rocker. She's either off her rocker, or she's extremely compromised. Yeah. Cuz she's like Joe Biden is the sweetest blah 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 and you're like mm. Mm. He's a little well, he's a little handsy. A little. There's a I don't know, it just seems like there's a lot of crazy go around right now. A lot yeah. of it's media portrayed as well. So yeah. like like for example, there's a uh <clears throat> There have been some pictures of nurses and doctors like stopping traffic and and blocking doors to whatever in the mask and all that. Mm-hmm. And then and then there have been videos released showing that it was photo opportunities. Hmm. So the person so there's one of the, one of the more pertinent ones that kind of came out was this this hillbilly looking lady in a Dodge Ram pickup truck with a Trump flag and she's yelling a bunch of stuff, yada, yada, yada. And you have a doctor standing in the crosswalk with a sign and he's protesting, you know, stay home for lives or whatever. And then, uh, and when that picture started to circulate, someone released a video that basically showed that dude waiting at the crosswalk. And then when the cross and the, and the lady sitting there talking to him like they're buddies. And as soon as the crosswalk sign, gave him permission to walk across the street he went and stood in front of him and then they started yapping so it was staged photographers sitting there with him you know and all that and bunch were... bunch of publicity stunts right and, and so uh i mean it, it's it's hard to you just need to scrutinize everything that's coming through both sides yeah yeah well that's all there's a Love there's it. an information overload right now i think partly because we're we're all stuck inside and there's not a lot we can do. And same, I guess, I mean, I've always been a little bit different, I guess, in that sense. Uh, I, whenever we got locked down, I, I pulled Facebook and Twitter off my phone so I wouldn't be tempted to like waste time. And uh, I've actually gotten away from social media and uh, and everything. So I don't know, man. Like I've been actually getting in my opinion, more connected with my family and learning more about my yard and yeah, trying to I mean, stay on top well, of my work and trying to get the house ready to sell. Kept me busy. And then <clears throat> I'm stuck. I mean, I haven't stopped working. And, and, and like trying to, I've been reconnecting with people who, uh, I should have never lost contact with, you know, that's been the other thing. Well, thanks for coming back on the podcast. Man. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it. We, we missed you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- y'all aren't really what I was talking about, but you know, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, but yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I've really, I've really been the opposite. I think I, I don't think I've really been getting caught up in what everybody else has been caught up in. That's no, why it all seems so crazy to me. I guess no, that's what I'm saying. But I think I, I I'm think just that's blown what, away when I do catch wind of something, and I'm like, whoa! But I how think crazy has the world gotten out there. What I'm saying though is, I think the majority you fall in the majority. It's just what's being portrayed is yeah. different. That's kind of yeah. what I think. Yeah, yeah. Same thing I do here. find it's hard to watch stuff on uh, streaming now too because so much of it is uh i don't know it's just it's kind of weird it's like like i've noticed there's a lot more of those uh faith-based religious movies on netflix that are all about they're not even really about faith they're about overcoming something in your life like like winning a football game and and somehow you know your faith made you win that football game uh you know just stuff that i'm not really into because i don't you yeah, know, I don't, know what I don't get into that stuff. But then on the other side of that, there's like everything else is pandering to people who are anti, you know, right wing Christian values and stuff. So it's like, I, I don't know. It, it just seems like everything's just pandering anymore. Hey man, you should start. You should start the office. I just don't. I, I watch it some, but I just I'm just not hooked on it, man. I'm just not hooked like on after it. the Tiger King. Yeah, I watch movies here and there. Um I watched, but I've just rewatched stuff. Yeah, The Office. Yeah, we re, uh, we rewatched Community, and then of course I don't watch the last part of Community. The it starts getting a little weird to, when people start like leaving, and it's different characters. Right. Um, I think that's every sitcom. Uh, but uh, Community, Parks and Rec, and a couple others we we watch. But um. I don't know. Like I've been kind of digging through the old stuff and trying to find stuff to watch that 
I haven't seen in years. And uh, we, we uh, man, I watched the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen today. Is that any good? <laughs> yeah, it's That's got that right. Sean Connery movie. That's yeah. yeah. Have you seen the Gentleman, Matthew McConaughey? Oh, I liked it. No, is it good? Yeah, it's pretty. It's good. It's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Uh, I'll now, check it I'll out. I'll tell you this, man. Are we past the spoiler date on it? Uh, I mean, technically. Well, I haven't I watched it yet, so yeah. no, we're not past the spoiler date. <laughs> I'm just saying what happens at the beginning uh-huh. is so obvious it's not what you think. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Corey? Yeah. Because <clears throat> I watched, the, uh, Rise of Skywalker this, made it enough, on Disney+. Plus. I've watched enough movies where... Guys are killed with silencers to know that's not what a silencer sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that if you haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. No, I I don't know. Like I said, I've just been rewatching a bunch of stuff. We watched Bones, yeah. which is a pretty decent show, man. I finally Definitely watched that last Rambo movie. Deschanel. No, dude, you're Sisters. nuts. You're nuts. We've had this argument before. <laughs> exactly. Emily is way Zoe better Deschanel looking than Zoe. Is way, no, way, no. way better looking. Older sisters, definitely. and more successful. Maybe more successful because looks matter more in Hollywood, and that's why she gets more work. Who Who is Zoe's sister? Uh, exactly. Plays, I know. Name's Emily. Emily Deschanel. She plays on that show Bones. Yeah, she's a three. Her sister is an eight. <laughs> You're smoking, dude. She's got like an eight head. He's got a big old forehead, man. Uh, oh man! Like, are, are you Google, you Google you Google that one? I'll yeah. Google the other. Oh, you can't see our camera, can you? No, it's probably a good yeah. thing. Um, how old's Emily Dash now? Oh, Forty-three. Yeah, Temperance Bones is this, Brin. Is this yeah. where this podcast is going? Yes. <laughs> yes. Zoe, have you seen New Girl? Yeah, it's the girl from New Girl, Jess. Yeah, I know who she is. Yeah, yeah. Well, She's her famous. sister. Yeah, yeah. The, her, sister. her ugly sister from Bones. Her sister. I've got never the watched Bones and the Brain. It's a good show. It's interesting. I mean, if you like those, my wife likes those. Mentalist. We're watching Elementary right now. Yeah, all those terrible CBS. Shows. They're so same. They're so just exactly the same. Someone gets killed at the beginning. And then you figure out who it is at the end. You know what I want to watch more than anything? I want to watch the Brack show. I miss the Brack oh, show. Oh, dude, it's so good. Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yeah. <laughs> With the, was it Zorak? Yeah. <laughs> the Come on, Ranger. Zorak. We're going to Mansion Land. <laughs> What's it called? The Brack show? The Brack show? You never no. heard him? No, never Dude, heard just him. the way he talks is hilarious. Yeah. It's the funniest <laughs> thing. I remember they used he to do it every now and then. Like on New Year's Eve, they would do like a 24-hour marathon of it. Or they used to. Yeah. And we would stay up and watch it at my buddy's house. Oh, yeah. Oh, we I've watched, seen it. Yeah. We watched We watched <clears throat> a lot of Brack and a lot of uh, Aqua Teen. Oh, uh, yeah. And, Aqua Teen uh, Hunger Force is good. Sea yeah. Lab is really good. Uh, all those, man. Yeah. Man, Cartoon, Cartoon Network and Comedy Central were killing that, it back when yeah, I was Yeah, that was college. the old Adult Swim that was actually uh-huh. uh, it was actually good. And now yeah. it's just, a, you know, I, I don't mind anime, but it's all anime now. Yeah, hey, what's, yeah, that yeah anime, with anime like, what's that show with the meatball and fries? That's, That's Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, that one's pretty decent. Yeah. I used to have a t-shirt and a uh, the box set. So I've been what like, I mentioned it last week. I've been watching Alf too. Oh yeah, which is, I haven't seen Alf. Dude, Alf's it's hilarious. How? Yeah. I'll tell you this, man. How he made the nonverbal communication with Alf so hilarious. I think's the genius part of it. Yeah. I mean, they're just you kind of watch it, and and Willie Tanner gets all worked up, and then the facial expressions and the hand movements of Alf. Like are hilarious. He doesn't have to say anything, but, and then he talks and he's hilarious as well. Yeah, but yeah, which that's a show we. You know, I was talking about with my father in law the other day. Like they didn't have a lot of reruns. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Fresh Prince of Bel Air and and Saved by the Bell and all that. You just saw that whatever channel you turned it on. Oh, they get syndicated almost immediately. Yeah, so I mean, you could watch that thing for. Hours on on end during the summer and on weekends and all that. Alpha's never mm-hmm. one of those shows. Gilligan's yeah. Island. I mean, 
you end up watching everything because you just you it's the boob tube, man. Like you just tune out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty positive. I woke up to the Andy Griffith show every morning. My mom would just like wake up, turn on Andy Griffith, and start like doing kitchen work and stuff. Yeah, my dad loved that show. Yeah, so that that's, and Green Acres and Gilligan's Island. It seemed like mm-hmm. those all kind of played back to back on Saturday mornings. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. And then again yep. at night, you can stay yeah. up, you stay up late enough, man. You can catch two or three hours of each of those shows. Yeah, the old Nick at Night was awesome. Welcome Did y'all back, ever catch Cotter. yourself watching those? Like, um, I, I didn't start doing it until I was in uh, Oklahoma City for the first time and didn't have cable, but uh, just antenna channels, you know, like UPN and all that. How they'll syndicate like just shows that I don't know, maybe weren't ever like super popular. Uh, I got hooked on Becker. That uh, oh, Becker was great. Yeah, Dude, that show with, was uh, hilarious. Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Yeah, yeah Ted Danson. And the uh, chick from Saw. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't yeah. Know, I haven't yeah. seen it in anything else. Yeah, that yeah, played man. a stupid assistant. Yeah, Becker yeah. was uh, Becker was good. That was a good one. It was one of those yeah. kind of went under my radar until uh, syndication. Now, but. wasn't was Becker a spinoff of something else? I don't. I don't think so. Or was there no? a spinoff from Becker? I feel like the, it was connected to some other show somehow. Uh, I don't know. It may have been. Um, I don't know what though. But uh, no, it was just hilarious, man. He plays a jerk better than anybody. He's he's fantastic. Well, I definitely liked him in Cheers. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was good in che- Cheers. Was fantastic. Was he though, replaced man. in Cheers? Uh. I don't no, think so. No, Kirstie Alley was replaced. His love well, interest was replaced. Well, no, it started off it was Oh, uh, no, Kirstie Alley replaced that one. Yeah, she replaced Diane. that annoying girl yeah. uh, that no one liked. Shelley Long. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it doesn't look like it was a spinoff. But, now that... I need to find something else to watch. I, I was going to watch Last Jedi because it's on Disney, and I was like, "Well, I don't have to pay for it technically, so I'll watch it." I don't know. I I'm not very far into it. it it's not as bad as the last one. Have you seen Doolittle? Like Doctor Doolittle? Yeah. Are you talking about Robert Downey Jr., Eddie yeah. Murphy, or like Robert Downey Jr.? No, I haven't. The new Is one, good? the one that just came out. No, I haven't. Is he good? Yeah. Well done. I mean, Downey Jr. is such a great actor. Oh, he's funny, man. Like, yeah. I was, like, you kind of look at some of these guys and who was it? What I watched last night? Oh, the Peanut Butter Falcon. <coughs> I don't uh, know that one. Shia LaBeouf. Hmm. <coughs> so Shia LaBeouf is, first off, is, is weird, but... I mean, from an acting standpoint, the dude's got some chops. Oh no, he's real good. And uh, he's uh, even Stevens was my jam, man, and yeah. I was too old to be watching. No, it. he was great, but he's goofy in that. <laughs> in this one, he's uh, an old fishing whatever, and he uh, he ends up teaming up with a kid with Down syndrome, and they travel to go meet a wrestler, and huh, it's just one of those. And you know, he starts. I mean, it basically starts off with. Uh, it's not about when you die because the guy goes, you know, basically the, the kid with Down syndrome goes, am I going to die? He goes, we all die. He goes, it's all about the story you leave behind when, when you go. Yeah. And that, and that's how it starts. And then it's about this story. It's great. I mean, great movie. Hmm. The dead, the Down syndrome kid is, is, is really, uh, uh, a kid with Down syndrome. And I mean, he's superb job. Yeah. And, huh. but I mean, I mean, he does a great job I and mean, he didn't have to be carried at all. But yeah, Shia, man, you're just like the dude can act. He may have some issues, but I mean, he can he can put it on when he needs to. Who's that rapper that looks like Shia LaBeouf got drunk at a party and his friends wrote on his face? Oh, Post, oh, Post Malone. Malone. Post Malone. Does he not look just like Shia LaBeouf got drunk at a party? Uh, a little bit. And, uh, look at you. You'll be like, it does look like Shia LaBeouf got drunk at a party and his friends got a Sharpie and drew on his face. Dude, I don't know what the appeal of that dude is. Post Malone? Yeah. I like some of his music. I mean, some of his music is catchy. It's not like, oh, I got to. Well, I think that's all any music is now. It's uh, made to be catchy for just a little bit, enough to sell some downloads. Yeah. Uh-huh. Be done with yeah. it. 
Yeah, yeah. It, That's why it's there's tough. so many people doing it now. It's, it's tough to find quality. Yeah. Um, and you got a bunch of people, I mean, who are out there, you know, probably putting out quality stuff, but it's just, yeah, it's just hard to sift through it all. Well, I guess Drake Drake surpassed Eminem like in the past year, didn't he? As far as like most albums sold or most downloaded musician, yeah, something like that. And he's trash. Drake is complete trash. I, yeah. I can't I can't I mean, think of like maybe one or two songs, but he's a catchy uh, artist. I, I don't take, think there's much talent behind him. I take Drake over. Uh, well, no, but over I take, Eminem. Uh, no, I no. take him over Post Malone. No. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. But I mean Eminem. But, Eminem. That's the thing about him is. I mean, dude, you're forty something years old and you're a multimillionaire. I mean, what else are you angry about, dude? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like you like every every rapper <laughs> in the world says you're the greatest. I mean, there's like I don't know. I think a lot of his bait I know in high school he was that angry rapper and you're you knew you relate to him, but yeah. I mean, I'm not as mad as I was when I was eighteen, so like Yeah. You know? If he would rap about building fences <laughs> and setting up IRAs, I mean Maybe we could keep going, you know? <laughs> I mean, that, that, the thing is, is eventually you get boring. Yeah. You know? Just think how good he could explain your benefits package to you. Right. I mean, it, it would it would be the coolest thing ever. Right. Dude, I'd love to hear Eminem rap about my premiums going up. Yeah. And my out-of-pocket expenses increasing. Like, you guys are dumb. Like, can you imagine? Can you can you imagine? Can you imagine him going off on how different an HSA is from an FSA? Yeah, I mean, it'd be, Dude, it'd be Eminem it'd be rapping about HOA. Yeah, I'm down, hundred percent. And, and serious, and that's real talk. You know, stay woke. Those things are important. I thought exactly. I still thought, I still thought it was pretty funny whenever he went after uh, Machine Gun Kelly. No, yeah. I mean, and absolutely crushed. And I him think that forty something years old. And I think that's what it is. But then it's like. Get off my lawn. Like, even the kids <laughs> that love Machine Gun Kelly are kind of like, eh, this guy kind of sucks now. And then they boot him at yeah. his next concert. Well, that's the thing, man. Machine Gun Kelly kind of fell off. And that's mm. the thing. I mean, people understand. Like, Eminem They're trying to is, catch Those guys are trying to catch lightning in a bottle, though, and they know it. They don't yeah. have any real talent. But my point is, is like Eminem, it, to me, at his best is when he's angry at somebody. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And no one wants to go at him now because they know, like, I mean, Ja Rule doesn't exist anymore. Benzino doesn't exist anymore. I mean, I'm not scared of Eminem. If he wanted to run his mouth, I'd run mine right back. Yeah, but your I career mean, is not based on you running your mouth like these yeah. guys are. I mean, these guys have mortgages. They Some people may argue against that, Josh. Based on what <laughs> running my mouth is how I got it where I've gotten. I'm just saying, man. They, they, their mortgages sure are based on I sure ain't never backed anything up I've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Like I said, it's just it's one of those things. And now Nick Cannon's the only one who goes after him, and <laughs> and he's he and he's always been a joke. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's just it's it's. Isn't he like Mariah Carey's pool boy Dude, or something? Who knows like that? what he is? Well, they got, thought, yeah, they got divorced. I think. Yeah, they're divorced now. So hey, uh, has the uh, has that live documentary about the Beastie Boys already happened? The Spike Jones deal? Uh, I think they're still working on it. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm excited said. about that. Yeah, yeah. I listened to them the other day while I was mowing the lawn or something. Mm -hmm. Forgot how I mean, just forgot how good they were. Oh yeah, dude. I've been oh. listening to Intergalactic a lot. Yeah, yeah. I like their earlier stuff, Sabotage and yeah. What You Want and all that. I'll tell you what song I can't stand is "You Got to Fight for Your Right to Party." Oh. Well, that song's a joke song, and, and well, Kiss even... played it like when I was working, and Kiss was the only thing worth listening or that I thought you know. Was worth listening to. Like they uh -huh. played it every hour. Yeah, they played it at the skating ring like ten times a night too. Yeah, that, that's the, a, you know fourth and fifth grade. Um, my favorite. You know, I I listened to him quite a bit, but my favorite was always I I could take check your head and just put it on and listen to it. That um, album. Yeah. Albums. Yeah. What's on that album? But, Pass the mic, check your head. I mean, it's you'd, you'd have to just check it out, man. It's good. It's good. But just the beats are better. I, I like everything. That, it has the flow I like. Um, but I like all their stuff. So I've got, I don't know, I, I had several of their CDs. I, I never had their records. I, I always wish I would have had some of their records. But uh, no, nah, 
All of them are good, though. I, I like pretty much all their albums, but that's no, my favorite. I'm, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that Five for Your Right to Party just got old. It got overplayed. Well, and like I said, it's a joke song. Like they were making fun of the people who actually liked that song. It was yeah. kind of a it was kind of a dig. Well, radio station here dug it into the ground. But but, but check out Check Your Head sometime if you're a Beastie Boy fan. Yeah, that's that's my favorite album of theirs. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Like I said, uh, it's got what you want on it. Yeah, so. that, that's a great song. That's a great video. Yeah. I was with like the uh, distorted, the distortion view where the colors are interchanging and all that. Sabotage was great. It was a great video. Music videos have kind of gone away too. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. aren't as, as creative as they used to be. I think that died when uh, TRL died. And then uh, people quit caring about music videos. Yeah. Carson Daly took that with him. Is he still alive? Yeah, he does like a late, late, late night show, I think, doesn't he? Doesn't he have like a super late night music talk show? Personally, I'm pretty sure he does. Huh. Ryan Seacrest still alive? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's kind of old. That's pretty much who took his spot. Who took Seacrest's spot? Nobody. Nick Cannon. Seacrest, but Seacrest is more of, I mean, he's he's a host, but he does has he's just an entertainment host. Whereas Carson Daly was like actually into the music, and I think that's still kind of his his thing. You don't think Seacrest was into American Idol? No. American Idol sucks. Everybody that's come out of American Idol sucks. Oh, Kelly Clarkson's pretty good. Yeah, she sucks. Adam Lambert's singing for Queen. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Dude, you know you should be singing for Queen as the lead singer of Panic at the Disco. That dude probably has the <laughs> best. He probably has the best voice right now. But that's now. pretty much Adam Lambert. Nah, they're pretty, they're kind of the same. But I mean, if they wanted somebody leaning in the same direction, I guess is uh, <laughs> <laughs> <That's Adam Lambert. laughs> Freddie Mercury, it's Adam <laughs> Lambert. <laughs> I mean, it's but yeah, dude. I heard uh, the lead singer of Some Forty One. Uh, he stepped in and sang uh, a song for uh, Lincoln Park. Did he? Yeah, and it was actually really good. Chester huh. Bennington, good. Yeah, no, no, no. Nobody ever will be. I mean, as far as Lincoln Park sound goes, but mm-hmm. I, mean, I watched. It, I think uh, it's about as good as you're going to get. You know that, and that's one thing that's kind of cool coming out is is they're releasing a lot of concerts. I mean, professionally done concerts now out on YouTube that you can just mm-hmm. watch on TV, two hour. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> I think that's where. I mean, obviously they, they we know this, but that's where the money's at. Like, how can you go out four or five nights a week and just party and, and, you know, rock until you're just sweating profusely and, I mean, to the point of exhaustion, singing the same stuff over and over and over again? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No? All right. How many? But it's worth it because every time you go to a venue, not only do you make ticket sales, but... I can't imagine how much these people make off those $40 t-shirts they oh, sell. Merch, yeah. yeah. Merch, yeah. Mer- merchandise is going to be huge, but I mean, if you can, if you can sell out like even a, a smaller venue, like the Chesapeake arena, which probably holds 18,000, maybe 20,000 yeah. mm-hmm. and you're paying a hundred, how much do you think you're paying per ticket for a main uh, average is average is probably 60 70 bucks that's probably the average okay so you can probably get in it you know you probably get in in the 30s and 40s if you're going to sit in the nosebleed and then into the triple yeah. digits so let's just average it out to 50 dollars a ticket that doesn't include like the 500 dollars vip tickets but if it averages out to, to 50 dollars a ticket i mean what is that five hundred thousand dollars no a million dollars thousand 50 bucks a ticket for twenty thousand eighteen thousand at fifty dollars a ticket yeah, my math is terrible. What is that? That's uh eighteen thousand. If it's twenty thousand, that's a million dollars. Is that a million dollars? It's a million dollars. Yeah, it's about eight hundred. Now it's about eighty. Eighty thousand. Anyway. No, you're right. Five hundred fifty thousand. So you're looking at about nine hundred thousand. Yeah, nine hundred thousand dollars with merchandise and everything. They'll they'll pro- they probably walk away with a million dollars. Well, but you got to... And I know that there's costs that go in there, yeah, but even the if you're even if you're that. even if you just make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a night and you do three shows a week, you're almost clearing a million dollars. Yeah, but you said, dude, I went to a Hendrick concert right on New Year's Eve, 
back when Hinder was was the the band uh, out, and they they had two bands open for him. The first band that opened for him, the first one that came out was this band called Blackstone Cherry, and uh, they're a pretty good band. They're very heavy, uh, and they came out and they did like a 20, 25 minute set. And their first song was like a that guitar, you know, like not the lights hadn't even come on. You know that screech where it goes like kind of the anyway. So the the guitar screeches, and then for twenty five minutes straight, those dudes just pound it the entire time. And then I forgot the the name of the band, but it was the Toadies lead singer is his side project. <laughs> the Toadies, right? And so they come out, and they're not near as high the energy, and they completely lose the crowd. Like, the crowd's sitting there just sitting there like, uh, he's, you know, yelling or whatever. Halfway through it, he goes, you know, I'm so-and-so. You may know me because I'm with a band. Uh, I used to be with a band called the Toadies, blah, blah, blah. As soon as he said that, the crowd starts chanting, Possum Kingdom, Possum yep. Kingdom, Possum Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all they want him to do. He sings like three or four more songs, and they want nothing to do with what he's singing with his new band. They just want Possum Kingdom. And, uh, and dude, he, was, he visibly got upset. Like, he was <laughs> so angry at the crowd. He lost <clears throat> it completely. Uh, and at the very end, he goes, you guys may, uh, may recognize this one, I guess. And we all thought it was Possum Kingdom. Dude plays I Come From the Water and then walks off stage. Just sets up <laughs> and walks off. <laughs> like, he, the last thing he was going to do was give us Possum Kingdom. Then Hinder came out and, and obviously did a good job. But that's my thing is, like, if you lose the crowd, I mean, you're just eating it for 30 minutes, man. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a headliner and then you're just sitting there eating it for two hours. Yeah. Fall Out Boy was a phenomenal concert, whether you like Fall Out Boy or not. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's pretty good. That's where those people, That's I think that's where those people kind of set themselves apart from a good musician Yeah, is the fact that they can go out and control a crowd the way they do. They had, uh, I think, Gym Class Heroes open for them, and they were pretty good, too, at the time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is you, is you take a sh- you take something like that on the road and they can they can keep get your crowd energized into it. That makes it easier on you. I get it, but... Dude, you got someone like X Toadies guy come out and just kill the crowd. I mean, he just straight up pulled the plug on X any type Toadies, of fun yeah. we well, were having. I've been to a bunch of concerts, and I'll say this. I went to a Garth Brooks concert, and I watched that man work his butt off and do everything he could to keep that crowd as amped up and into it as he could. Right. But when I was a kid, I also went to a George Strait concert and watched him effortlessly do the same thing. That's my point, man. <laughs> he just stood up there, patted his guitar, and sang those songs, and the crowd loved him just as much. And all the middle-aged women <laughs> cried. Yeah. Oh, dude. It was. Dude, but all, all George Strait needs is that crooked smile, man. Yeah. I mean, that guy. I'll tell you who can control a crowd is Elton John and Billy Joel. I don't know how many 40-year-old... You just described like a piano bar. (laughs) Dude, that's what it was. Probably one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Somebody's birthday in the back? Hi, come up here. (laughs) My wife calls me up. My wife calls me up. She goes, would you like to go see Elton John and Billy Joel tonight? And I'm like, Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I would love to see it. She goes, a girl here just got fired, and they don't feel like celebrating tonight, so she's offering the tickets. How much you want to pay for them? I was like, offer her forty bucks. (laughs) Rub some salt in that wound. (laughs) She gave them to us for forty bucks, and we went and sat on. We were in the upper deck, but we were right there on the on the edge of the. So we didn't have anyone sitting in front of us, so we just had the bar in front of us, looking square down at them. And it was nothing. It was three hours, three and a half hours long. And they came out and played their songs together like a piano bar. Then uh, Elton John's Elton John's computer or uh, his piano disappears. And Billy Joel plays a bunch of his stuff. Then his goes down into the stage and Elton John's comes back up and Elton John's plays all his stuff. Then Billy Joel comes back out and they finish it. And they just played each other's songs, just alternated each other's songs with each other, you know, duets and all that. Dude, like never a dull moment. Like even yeah. even when they were switching the pianos, it was all seamless. I mean, it was just hmm. it was perfectly done. Great show. Great show. Anyway. You ever been know. to a piano bar? Yeah. 
Then some. What? You ever been to a piano bar? Not like Elton John and Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best experiences, man. I should have bought a forty-dollar T-shirt. <laughs> have you seen those? As their faces with the American flag and the British flag on it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you should have bought one. I know. All anyway, right. that's it. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming on, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for glad to be back. a guest. Appreciate the hour of your time. Thanks man. for inviting me. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we got uh, we're working some stuff out. Other than that, you guys have a good week. We're out. Right, Stay safe.